Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Been talking about the Yankees and their loss to the Orioles. They lose two out of three. Crushing way to end that series after having the 5-1 lead on Wednesday night in the seventh inning and blowing that game and then following up with the dud offensively. So the Yankees go down losing two of three. The Mets get a big win. You know, we didn't mention, and we should have, Carlos, we mentioned 10-1, they get the win with the 10 runs, obviously, offensively, but Carlos Carrasco was actually good for the Mets. How about that? Carrasco goes six and two-thirds. Whoa! I didn't think he had it in him. And I liked Carrasco when the Mets made that trade, but he has been very disappointing. He had a nice stretch last year for a month or so, but he has been very disappointing overall since coming to the Mets. This was a good this was a good sign. This was a very good start for him, especially after a shaky start giving up uh, the home run early. And Mets get him to a one-nothing lead, and then he gives it right back. But Carrasco was able to settle down, go six and two-third, allowing that one run, the home run in the first inning. And maybe now you can start to see a way where this rotation finally becomes stable with Scherzer, with Verlander. With Carrasco in there, with Tyler McGill and Kodai Senga in no particular order. But they have the potential to at least stabilize for a little while. You hope. One could only hope. Anyway, we're talking plenty of Yankees, plenty of Mets, whatever else is on your mind on this now. Friday morning on the fan, 877-337-6666. John is calling from Port Jeff Station. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. Nice to talk to you again on the overnight Thank you. How are you, John? Good. Question. You know, I'm I'm seeing these Yankee games with Bulls continuously, uh, you know, calling out the ups on balls and strikes. Do you think, I mean, this is probably his fourth or fifth one this year. Do you think after a certain point, Major League Baseball should address this with managers coming out and having this issue all the time and causing such, a, you know, a situation in the game? With what, the uh, Yankees specifically you're talking about? Well, anybody who gets thrown at them, I and mean, not just the Yankees, as far as calling balls, it's like, begin, and, uh, you know, a, a manager getting thrown out so many times, do you think that at one time they just say enough is enough and they suspend somebody for that? Or how do you feel about that situation? Well, I don't know what's going to happen here because Boone, now, I don't know if you saw it up close, John, but Boone got in the face of the home plate umpire. And it's, it's, happened, it's very, right what happened? It's happened before. I've seen him do right. that before. Right, no, it's fine. But I'm saying he... Well, the umpire at one point said to Boone, you're spitting in my face. Now, it is very hard. Boone obviously didn't spit in the guy's face on purpose, but it is very hard to yell and scream and talk passionately without spitting. And when you get back, you know, without some kind of spit flying from your mouth, when you get that close to an ump, it's naturally going to happen. I wonder, though, if because of the way that Boone lost it and did get in the ump's face and spit did fly and the umpire took exception to that, respectfully, but took exception to that, if Boone does get suspended. But 
I mean, I don't know. I, you don't get suspended for getting ejected from a game unless you do something blatantly wrong, which Boone has not necessarily done. Yeah, it just seems like it's continuous. I mean, can sometimes you just let the game go? I mean, the balls are strikes are going to be called. I mean, you know, is it that we just have time that it's going to happen? But, I mean, these guys, if they're not hitting, it's not because of that. I mean, you know, it's the other way around for us when we get balls. It goes both ways. But it just seems it's getting out of control. Like four or five times getting thrown out. And it seems there's not even a third over almost. Well, the I thing mean, is, I- it's actually a good point, John. And thank you for the call. Good to hear from you again. The thing is, you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes. It's an automatic ejection. So Boone knows this, and I didn't think he did anything egregious last night to get tossed in the moment. But the ump basically was letting him know, hey, you can't do this. And Boone was again letting him know, you keep missing these calls here. Clean it the bleep up, probably. I'm paraphrasing. And that's when the ump was like, forget it, you're tossed. You're not allowed to argue balls and strikes. Aaron Boone knows that. He felt it was worth it again to get tossed. It is a continual thing with him. But, and maybe there's going to be something in baseball where they put a rule on, hey, if you get um, ejected five times, you're sus- every five times you get ejected, you're going to serve a suspension. I, like I said, I don't know about the accidental spit flying, if that's going to be an issue or not, but you know, I like the fact that man- managers can still argue. I don't want it to be to a point where, there's replay in sports, then there's going to be robo-umps, and there's nobody to fight with. There's nobody to yell at. Managers getting ejected from the game is one of the more entertaining things. Now, it's happened with Boone a little often, a little too often, even for his liking. So I get why you're saying it, but I don't think that there's going to be a suspension. Ethan is calling from Hawthorne, New Jersey. What's up, Ethan? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, Ethan. How are you? Good, good. So I just want to add on to the Boone discussion. Um, it's getting to the point with these ejections now that I'm I'm a fan of, you know, sticking up for your players when balls and strikes aren't getting called your way. But getting in the ump's face like that, especially after he walked away and then he walked up to him a second time, I just thought it was a little excessive. And that's just one of the things that bothered me most about Boone. Another thing that I have against Boone is just that, like, the fact that IKF had the game of his life, um, the mm. second game of the series that I was at, and then for some weird reason, not only is he not in the lineup tonight, but then you batting Willie Calhoun fifth, which I don't get at all. And then I just think that Judge should not be batting second. I think he should be more so third. I don't know. It's just his lineup construction, I get it. Like the injuries, he's, you know, the roster efficiencies right. are the Ashman. But it's just getting to the point now. It's like even earlier in the season when we saw Franchi Cordero on that hot streak, he was getting pinch hit for IKF when he wasn't hitting. I just don't think he has a feel for the game that managers need in this day and age. So I'll disagree. Oh, yeah, I'm going to disagree with the lineup as far as Judge hitting third or Willie Calhoun hitting fifth, but I think you make an excellent point, Ethan, on IKF. The fact, And that's exactly what I'm talking about before with not having a feel. It was already predetermined, regardless of what IKF did on Wednesday night in game two of this series, he wasn't going to be in the lineup in game three of this series. And instead right. of Boone seeing him perform, saying, hey, you know what? Let's get him back in there. I, there's no reason IKF shouldn't be in this lineup tonight. There's plenty of... Oswaldo well, Cabrera didn't have to get in the lineup. I, IKF could have played third. Even with the pitchers, like in the second game of the series, you, there's no way Nestor Cortez should be pitching to that lineup a third time, especially in his recent performances where you see that after the fourth or fifth inning, he just runs out of gas. And then you leave Jimmy, Jimmy Cordero in there 
and I don't care who you are, as a manager, your team giving up eight runs in one inning is inexcusable. And there comes a point where you have to change, you have to change something if it's not working, especially against a potent lineup that the Orioles have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jimmy Cordero just gave it up, gave up the game. You, the, the series should have been won last night, and now we lost the series and now we lose in ground ground in the standings agreed. You know what I mean? Le- agreed and it can't happen and look not that the Yankees aren't gonna be able to catch the Orioles but and thank you for the call Ethan it can't happen to where you have a 5-1 lead in the seventh inning and you blow that game and then because of that you end up losing two out of three and now for the first time in a while the Yankees go backwards in the standings where they were closing ground and leapfrogging teams And in this series, head-to-head with Baltimore, you wanted to at least take two out of three and gain a game, keep that momentum going. And they were not able to do that. The Orioles sent them backwards. You give credit to Baltimore. They're a really good team. But it just shows you what kind of battle it's going to be with the Yankees all year long in the American League East. And maybe not with the teams that we initially thought. You know, thinking it's going to be the Rays and the Blue Jays. And instead, it might be the Orioles and the Rays. The O's are good. They're legit. We'll continue with your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. I also want to get into something that we didn't touch on yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers did an interview with her old friend Adam Shine and had some – Rodgers had some things to say that sports fans could only dream athletes would say. He gets it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.